I don't know if it's possible to get to the bottom of this whole CBA row between the NRL and the Players Association, but we're going to try. Yes. And a man who's been at the heart of it right the way through, he's been carrying the Korea Mail on his shoulders, to tell you the truth. <laughs> Travis Moe. He has. I don't know where Pete Bedell's been. I see he's got a sharing a byline in the paper today, but I think Pete's just been relaxing barley somewhere, sipping on cocktails, yep. while poor Trav has been doing the whole lot. Morning, Trav. Hey, guys, how are you? It's tough work, I'm telling you, while Bedell's running 48 kilometres a day, getting ready for the marathon this year. So is he? Oh, he's got to carry the ship. He's obsessed, Bedell, is he, with this running caper? <laughs> he thinks he's Queensland's Elliot Kipchoge, mate. So, <laughs> there you go. Hey, we'll talk about the exclusive with uh, this young player that the Cowboys have uh, grabbed from under the Broncos' nose uh, in a minute. But if if someone said to you, can you sum up this CBA... RLPA, NRL, Rao, in a couple of sentences, what would you say? I'd say you need a degree in astrophysics to maybe get some <laughs> way around it all. Like, honestly, it's, it's, a, it's a bit too much for the average punter. And I don't think the fans have really cared that much up until now and the players are starting to get serious about it all. They're, they're refusing to do anything promotional for the NRL. So no shooting content, photos, not doing interviews with NRL.com journalists. Um, which is a little bit ridiculous, but it, it's all just got a little bit too far now. Um, and I think I think the fans are probably going to start turning on the players a little bit, um, to be honest. So it's going to be interesting to see how it pans out. Yeah, which then reflects poorly on the NRL as well. But, uh, you know, at a time where there's never been more money and and a readiness to get back from COVID, both parties aren't happy. What, why are they so cranky and why aren't they getting this done? Yeah, well, essentially, it's, it's it's coming down to them arguing over a, a few sort of little factors within the CBA, like things like hardship funds, injury funds, retirement funds. The players want control of, of all of that. They they want around $50 million put into these funds, and they want to be able to control it themselves via the, the RLPA, which is their union. So the NRL, they're, they're not willing to do that. <clears throat> mm. Excuse me, Peter Volandis is, is a very tough negotiator, and he just doesn't want to give them the money to... To use at their own will, like so, the NRL wants them to prove over about five years um, whether they can manage it, how they plan to manage it, how they plan to implement it. But the players are saying, "Look, it's our share of the revenue. We should get to use it how we want to," and that's where they're at at the moment. Yeah. Okay. And and when's the last time we heard a sporting uh, debate like this or discussion like this a compromise? You know, the, our cricketers just basically got what they wanted by saying no all the time, and and here we are, the NRL are saying no all the time. There's got to be yeah, some compromise think, on a lot of issues. There is, yeah. Like, usually in a negotiation, I put this to Kurt Capel yesterday, you've got two parties on different sides and they generally meet somewhere in the middle. Now, the players are saying the NRL's not willing to negotiate at all on certain factors. They just don't want to even discuss it. Um, whether that's the case or not, I'm not entirely sure. There's always two sides to every story. Uh, but I do think they need to get to the negotiating table, thrash it out. Volandis and Abdo need to sit down with the, the, the players' union and I think they need to get some of the senior players on there, like uh, Christian Welch. He's leading a lot of it out of Melbourne. And then yep. you've got guys like Daly Cherry Evans and Kurt Capewell in Sydney and Brisbane as well that have been very vocal and sort of at the centre of it all. So I think they really need to get down around the table and just figure this out because the season's only about six weeks away and it's just a little bit ridiculous with the amount of money being thrown around. You're right, Trav. I mean, public perception is that they sit down and they just look at, oh, well, hey, they've just thrown 25% onto the salary cap. Surely the players are benefit, benefiting from that. But now that they're starting to withdraw their services from certain things, now there is a little bit of peak in the public interest. 
Yeah, I think the, the, the sort of pendulum swung a little bit in favour of the players now. They, they sense that they've got a little bit more power, that they're feeling more empowered and they want to sort of maximise that before they sign a new deal. So, look, they're, they're, they're saying that they're happy, well, mostly happy with, you know, the 25% increases the NRL sort of trying to sell it to them. Uh, but they, they just want more cover when it comes to other things, like if a player's career's ended early by an injury or, you know, someone's forced into retirement, how how they're sort of supported after that. Yeah. Um, especially when they end their careers and they need multiple surgeries. They've only got about a 12-month window to get them done and paid for by their, their club as opposed to maybe stretching it out over a longer period. So, look, I, I do see that there's arguments on both sides, but the, the sort of end of the day, they just need to sit down and figure it out and get on with it so we can get some footy underway. And you have to be organised, right? So when you say, Rotto, we'll give up some of this, I, I can't. I can't believe that the players won't accept some uh, consultation with the NRL on how these funds are initiated and executed. They they should be joint uh, looked after, surely. Well, the, the NRL saying that they're willing to do that, but the players want full control. Yeah. I don't. I don't know exactly. There's always. You know, the, the truth's always somewhere in the middle. Um, but they, they just really need to sit there and figure it out and, like, get get a concrete plan in place and, look, we'll give you this amount for injury funds, but you need to prove to us over a certain period of time that you can manage it adequately. The money's not going to be blown. Because the NRL's argument is that when COVID hit, the game was essentially broke, right? Yes. Yeah. And they just don't want to be in that position again. They, they want to... They want to use this money instead of pushing it all into other areas of the game or sharing it more with a larger salary cap. They want to they want to invest some money elsewhere. They've bought Gambaros in Brisbane. They want to invest significant money every year over the next 10 years to build up an asset base outside of broadcast revenue because when that stops, the game's got no money. Yeah. It must be administered together, no question. Even if it, for the next five years they do it together, um, because, yeah, because of those reasons, they're not their funds, mm. the players. So, but when the players give up, give up some of that, they have to be organised, right? They have to say, right, well, we're yeah, giving that, you that, up this. The, you yeah. can do this for us over here. They have to be. You have to be pulling strings everywhere. Yeah, and these these boycotts of promotional activities and that that, that has a flow on effect when it comes to producing content to promote the game, to get eyeballs on TV and, and stuff like that. So. You know, these things can be very difficult to overcome. There's only short periods in the pre-season to do all this filming and photos and interviews and that before the season gets underway. So yeah. it can have some pretty big implications. All right, it'll be watch this space, and I know but, you'll but be the, right across but it. But the reason they're doing that is to get them to the table, right? So exactly. that's yeah. the reason. Yeah. Like in cricket, we threatened a strike. We said if there's not constructive discussions by next Wednesday, we plan to strike in eight weeks' time. So rugby league could say, right, well, it's round eight is in jeopardy if you don't get back to the table and start to start yeah. to talk with us. Yeah, and I spoke to Christian Welch last night, who's sort of the senior figure amongst the players, and I said, have you spoken to Peter Vellani and Andrew Abdo uh, like personally? And he said, no, I haven't. I said, yeah. well, maybe you need to. Yeah. You know, yeah. you can't. Well, I know they delegate the, the, the union on their behalf, Clint Newton and his offsiders at the RLPA to do the negotiations for him. But it's hit a point where maybe the players actually have to get their point across as yeah. to what they want. Yep. Hey, just quickly, Trav, nice exclusive in the paper today about uh, a boom Townsville product, Caden, Caden Lars. We, uh, those of us old enough to remember, remember his dad, Tom Leroy Lars, large, oh. large man. Um, <laughs> it's, it's, a good, it's a good get for the Cowboys. 
Yeah, very good. They're very excited up in North Queensland about this one. They love nothing more than getting one over the Broncos. And the Broncos had this kid on their books for the last few years. Um, Tom's not actually that old. so <laughs> it, it wasn't that long ago that he was running around exactly. and he was a massive human. So uh, the young fellow seems to go all right. There's very big raps on him. He's still in school. He's still in school this year. He finishes at the end of this year and he'll go straight into the Cowboys' full-time development system. So... You know, one, the Broncos, I'm sure, wanted to hold on to. Um, but, you know, a good score for the Cowboys on the back of what they did last year under Todd Payton. Good stuff, mate. Great story. And thanks for your time this morning. Really appreciate it, mate, given the fact that you haven't had a day off for three and a half months while Bedell's been holiday. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, Trev. Uh, all the best, Paddy, mate, and all the best for you when uh, you wind up in the next few days, mate. So enjoy. Yes, uh, the Courier Mail and, uh, and Crash actually bought me lunch the other day. Good, very pleasant. Yeah, very big, big exclusive coming in the weekend papers, I hear. So yeah, you you got him for a steak, eh? <laughs> <laughs> good on you, Thank you, mate. Really appreciate it. Right.